Hello, this is Fed965, that's F-E-D-965, and welcome to Baby Blue Viper. A little bit of vibrato right there. Um, hope everyone is having a, a great Wednesday so far. You know, happy hump day, uh, middle of the week. Let's go. Um, uh, so mine's going pretty, pretty good. Um, uh, not too bad. Um, I got some archery, uh, practice in this morning. Um, I think I've mentioned before in this podcast at some point that I have a, uh, a recurve bow, uh, otherwise known as a traditional bow. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got a, a setup here in the backyard. Um, I got some, uh, some bales of hay as, uh, you know, as a makeshift target. I just, uh, put up, you know, a piece of paper on, uh, you know, on the on the bale of hay and just made uh you know a quick uh a quick target right there um nothing too fancy but uh but it works it definitely works it does the trick and you know I got a uh, got about a half an hour of uh of shooting in uh this morning and uh you know after that I uh I got a few uh, laps in the pool as well. You know, it was a good way to, you know, the thing about um, swimming is that swimming really is, you know, the uh, the greatest all-around exercise. There's no doubt about it. I'm not a, uh, you know, a strong swimmer by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, um, but, you know, it felt great to uh, to get some laps in. And uh, I'm going to keep going with that for sure. Um, swimming is just, you know, the um, the resistance is there. And the great thing about it is also the, you know, if you come in with a lot of energy into the pool, you know, the water just absorbs this energy. And, you know, let's say and let's say it, it just it adjusts to your uh, to uh to to however much um however much energy you you come in um you come into the pool with um let's uh let's take this as an example because like the the distance doesn't change right one lap is one lap uh, um you know for the pool that you're in of course of course um it's different size pools one lap equals a different length um uh, in terms of the uh the pool that's there's no doubt about that. But let's take uh, one pool for, for an example. Let's say this pool. Um, so one lap is going to be the same if I'm swimming today as, you know, as if I'm swimming tomorrow. The distance doesn't change. But, but um, if, I, if I swim that one lap, you know, gently, it's a, you know, a very gentle swim, okay, a very gentle swim on that one lap, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna feel exhausted at the end of that one lap because I took it very gently, um, you know. But if I, if I, if I come in real hot and I just, you know, 
uh, just, you know, charge, uh, you know, right through that, uh, that lap. I'm just going all out, just all out front crawl, just, you know, full, full on. Um, I'm going to feel, you know, I'm going to feel it at the end of that lap because, you know, the, the resistance of the water, okay, it, it adapts to, um, and, and this is adapting in a very abstract sense, okay? Um, I'm sure that um, someone with a more scientific background can really, um, you know, explain how the resistance of the water, um, you know, adapts to the the energy that you bring in, you know, how the energy dissipates or doesn't dissipate as quickly and all that jazz. Um, but point being that the distance hasn't changed. Okay. I haven't added anything to the water. I haven't taken anything out to the water. I haven't added weight to the water or anything like that. I don't have to adjust the resistance. I just am adjusting my own by, by adjusting my own force that I come into the water, that's, that determines how difficult that lap is going to be. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's a life lesson right there. Yes, that's a life lesson. Uh, apart from being a, you know, just a, a workout uh, lesson right there. Um, but yeah, so I got that in uh, this morning as well. Um, so I'm feeling, pre you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, took a shower after that. Um, yeah, feel relaxed, you know, in the now. Um, but yeah, why don't we, uh, why don't we, um, uh, why don't we dive right in, shall we? Um, let's see here. Let's see. So, so. The price of Bitcoin right now is twenty nine thousand and thirty USD. The block height is seven three six nine four five. And that's enough of that. Um, let's go right to the news. Um, Trump. This is from the Washington Post. Trump-backed candidate holds razor-thin lead in Pennsylvania Senate race. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, my God. This is Dr. Dr. Oz? Dr. Oz? What? Mehmet Oz? Oh, my God. I didn't know he was running for, uh, for uh, U.S. Senate. Look at that. And he's got former Donald Trump, former, excuse me, former President Donald Trump's endorsement. He holds a razor-thin lead over McCormick. Um, wow. Look at that. Look at that. Um, well, I guess we'll find out what happens there. Um, I'm going to try to, by the way, I'm going to try to, I know yesterday's um, um, Baby Blue Viper, uh, you know, was a little long, kind of dragged on. So I'm going to try to... To, to keep it under keep it under 30 minutes today and uh, we'll see how that goes but that that's all we're shooting for here um, so this is from NBC News how Putin's war in Ukraine backfired and fueled NATO's Nordic expansion 
In three short months, analysts say Russia's invasion of Ukraine has reworked European security for decades to come and not in Putin's favor. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you got you got Putin causing trouble in the neighborhood and, you know, everyone else is seeing, well, you know, I uh, might have to choose a side here and clearly they don't want to choose Putin's side um, for a whole list of reasons. They... Uh, they feel much more um, connected to uh, to this idea of Europe, um, which Russia, you know, without going into deeply, we don't want to go into deeply today, but um, you know, the um, the whole the whole question has always been: Is Russia a European country? Uh, short answer for most people is a no. Though it does, of course, have, um, you know, uh, it does share a lot of cultural, um, you know, uh, similarities. It's got a long history with, uh, with Europe. Um, you know, of course, it is a, uh, a majority Christian country, though not entirely. Um, Chechnya is... Um, predominantly Muslim um, and then of course you have you know a whole other list of, uh, of religions but it is majority Christian um, there is I, I don't know that much about the relationship between and of course this is it is Orthodox Christian made that that's uh, an important uh, data point here um, and so that is also why that as Europe is predominantly uh, Christian, but uh, predominantly um, Catholic and uh, and Protestant, um, uh, with um, you know Orthodox. I don't know the exact numbers, but with the uh, Orthodox Christianity coming, um, you know, uh, I would say probably a distant third, if not. Why don't we just see if we can bring this up here? Um, your European um, religion. See if we can get it for the continent as a whole. Your religion. I'm just going to wiki right here. I'm going to see if we can get some easy, simple stuff here. Uh, let's see, they're breaking it down by country. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to find a clear numbers here for so they're, they're just dividing it all. Um, the, it says that roughly one th uh, three quarters of Europeans are Christians. So 75% Christianity. Um, then there's 18% who don't identify with any religion. It's a very sizable number. Um, um uh, yeah, because there's always been a very um, um, atheist streak in Europe, um, atheist and agnostic streak, uh, streak in Europe. 
um, and a very uh, uh, secular streak in Europe. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find the um, you know the breakdown here of um, of uh, Catholicism, Protestantism, the Protestants, the then the Orthodox, the um, obviously you know the Greeks are you know from what I recall are majority Orthodox and um, Russia as well. So where were we? So the the whole question has always been whether Russia is or is not, um, you know, part of Europe. There are people on both sides, of course, of the argument, um, especially because there's been a lot of, uh, you know, sharing of cultures for millennia. But um, point being that the Nordic countries right now seem to be siding or f with, um, with NATO. They clearly are siding with NATO. They would like to join NATO. So they feel much more um, uh, close to these other European countries um, and the U.S. and Canada um, than than Russia. Okay, there there seems to be some kind of uh, of choice being made there. Um, but yeah, I don't want to go into deeply today. That was probably deep enough. Um, and let's let's move on. CNN, one in six killed by pollution worldwide study finds. Pollution caused one in six deaths worldwide in 2019. A new, of course, these studies always have a lag time. A new study has revealed more than the annual global tolls for war, malaria, HIV, tuberculosis, drugs, or alcohol. Wow. Yeah, pollution. Remember, I lived in... Uh, in Beijing, uh, China, for six months, uh, it was amazing. It was a, uh, it was well, when I was in college. I did a study abroad in uh, in Beijing, China, um, and it was uh, you know it was a amazing experience. First off, absolutely incredible. Um, but uh, the pollution in Beijing is just, oof! It can get really bad on some days. I mean, they have. You know, there's some days where it's a health out. It really is a health hazard to to go on a run. So, um, so this statistic here that one in uh, in six uh, killed by pollution worldwide. I mean, it's doesn't surprise me at all. Of course, I don't want to just pick on Beijing, China, but you know that is what it is. There's of course other cities um, across the world which are extremely polluted um extremely um just to name two more one would be los angeles california another would be santiago chile um also very polluted though i don't think they are anywhere anywhere close to as bad as beijing china though um you know i delhi might be worse delhi India, I've heard is, you know, um, I've heard is real bad. Um, but we'd have to look at the stats on that. And, you know, you can do that on your own time because we're moving on. Um, this is NB, no, excuse me, ABC News. Former police officer pleads guilty to manslaughter and killing of George Floyd. Um, this would be... Thomas Lane, 
one of the former Minneapolis police officers involved in George Floyd's killing, was pleaded guilty to second-degree manslaughter, according to the Minnesota Attorney General. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, um, yeah, there we go. And, um, you know, it's probably enough with the news today. And I'm trying to, you know, keep things moving today. Um, and, um, you know, I just wanted to bring up a few things here. Um, first off, I, um, I just got into this, uh, Kansas City, uh, barbecue sauce and, uh, Kansas City style. And it's, uh, it's delicious. Um, it's, uh, sweet. It's got, a uh, brown sugar in it, if I'm not mistaken. And it's absolutely delicious. So, uh, highly recommend if, um, you're into barbecue sauces that you give, uh, Kansas City, uh, uh, Kansas City style a, uh, you know, a, a try. And if you're not into barbecue sauces or you have yet to explore barbecue sauces, I would say that Kansas City style is a great introduction to the, uh, to the genre of uh, barbecue sauces. It's uh, nice and sweet, tangy, but not too much. And it, um, you know, it's a great way to, to ease into this whole uh, barbecue sauce thing. So uh, highly recommend it. Um, next. Um, I'm gonna talk for a second about haters and hating. Um, you know, nobody likes a hater. Uh, haters are the worst. And, you know, I think we're all guilty at some point. I mean, I know I am at some point guilty of hating. Um, and, you know, it's it's just a human, you know, it's part of being human. Um, so you don't want to get too upset that if you find yourself hating on something, you know, no big deal. You just recognize that you were doing it. And you're like, oh, let's bring a little, little bit of a hater there and you move on. But it's something to keep in the back of your head. You know, um, you don't want to be a hater. There's nothing worse than being a hater. We all know that. Those are the rules. Um, so you don't want to be a hater. So if you find yourself hating on something, ask yourself why you're hating on it. And it most likely has to do with something that you're not happy about, you know, in your own life. Um, and you got to move on. So that's very important. Don't uh, get caught up in it. But uh, recognize that you're hating. Uh, you're being a little, you're uh, sipping on that haterade, and that's just the worst. I'm going to put that haterade down and move on. Um, so, yeah, that's all, that's hating, and uh, we're moving on. So, on striving upward, um, always want to be striving upward, uh, upward and onwards. That is name, name of the game. But at the same time, I just want to, I just want to say, that you know though you know you always want to be striving upward and onward in you know in whatever you're doing um you want to see if, if you can get better at it you know whatever it is it's a hobby it's a, you know as an athletic pursuit it's in your professional professional career it's um you know whatever it is but also you know try to try to make sure that you're that you're thinking about it as well in your family relationships and in your um, 
you know, your relationships with your friends and in your, you know, just in your daily life, in your human interactions. Because here's another thing that, that happens is you hear all these stories of these, you know, these great athletes. I'm just going to take athletes for, uh, for an example here. But these huge, you know, these stories of athletic success take, um, you know, Kobe Bryant or, or Michael Jordan. I'm a huge uh, uh, Kobe fan, um, but, um, you know, rest in peace. But uh, at the same time, then you, you hear these stories of, and uh, I don't want to pick on Kobe because I don't really know, um, you know, what his uh, family relationships were like. So I don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anyone's name right here. I'm just gonna, in a general sense, you know, you hear of these athletes um, who who sacrifice so much, you know, to get to the you know to the top, you know, this peak, peak, um, you know, peak excellence in, in whatever you're doing. Um, but you know, at the same time, you can lose um, you can lose sight of your family and. You know, a lot of times, you know, these, you know, people and individuals who who just are soul, you know, t they have this tunnel vision to achieve, to achieve greatness in life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to say that one shouldn't be striving for greatness. One should be striving for greatness. But at the same time, you, you want to realize that your time on earth um, is limited and you want to um, also be able to just enjoy life with um, with others, the people around you. Um, so if you're just always obsessed with one thing, you know, you're gonna, it's a trade-off, of course, but you know, you have to realize the importance of just living and being in the now and just, you know, sitting back, having a beer, uh, you know, talking to, to friends and family. I mean, that's as important as being completely dedicated to your craft, whatever that craft may be. So, so it's not only about pursuing excellence in your professional life. It's also about, you know, pursuing excellence in your life as a human being and as a social animal, because human beings are social animals. Um, of course, there are exceptions, um, but those are exceptions. Um, the human being has evolved to be a social animal. Um, so so that's, uh, that's something to be aware of. I just want to make sure that everyone's aware that, yes, strive for greatness, but also, you know, take a chill pill, sit back, and just enjoy life as well. Just enjoy life. You don't have to be, you know, completely focused on a goal that you can't enjoy life. Because then what's the point? Then you're just trying to put your name in the record books, but you're not going to be the one who enjoys that. Okay? So it's very important. Um, and moving on. This is just a quickie, but remember this. Just because you can move forward doesn't mean you should. Okay, just remember that. Sometimes it's better to wait. Sometimes it's better to move to the side. Sometimes it's better to move backwards. Okay, sometimes 
it's better to jump. So again, just because you can move forward doesn't mean that you should. Okay? Just want to put that out there. And we're moving on. So, um, we got, um, you know, our objectives for the day. I have met a few of these today. Got, a, you know, got some archery in, a little workout. Uh, I meditated this morning. I uh, think I'm going to meditate again uh, tonight. It's, uh, it's going to depend, depend on how I feel, okay? Because we're, we're going to add in flexibility here. Flexibility as an important part of the sustainable change for the good, right? This this theme that we're, we're carrying across right here, sustainable change for the good. Okay, we're going to add in some flexibility, just a little flexibility into the discipline, okay? Um, so what does that mean? That means that I'm going to see how I feel if I want to meditate tonight. It's not going to be just got to meditate, got to do this, 7 o'clock on the dot, or meditate. No. We're going to feel it out, okay? It's an important, it's an important part of sustainable change, right? Because you don't want to be wound up too tight, okay? It's dangerous because you don't know that string's too tight, okay? It can snap at any moment, okay? So we're going to take this nice and easy, and we're just going to put some flexibility into the practice. Okay, very important to be flexible. Okay? We need to bend. All right? So um, let's just do that. Um, and um, other than that, there's going to be no homework today. Hooray! And it's just gonna be, uh, you know, take it easy. Enjoy your Wednesday wherever you may be. I know my European listeners are ahead in uh, time here. Um, so uh, uh, let's just, I uh, hope you all over there on the continent and in. Uh, um, some uh, listeners in Ireland, I, I, I've seen on the on the stats here, got some some Irish friends over there. Um, you know, I've never been to Ireland, but uh, I'm a huge fan of your uh, your literature, especially. Um, so uh, so so yeah, um, uh, Yeats is one of a one of my favorite poets, and James Joyce, of course, and uh, Samuel Beckett. And then uh, with uh, John Banville, the great John Banville, a contemporary Irish writer, perhaps uh, I would say the uh, one of the most uh, important writers in the writing in the English language today. Um, John Banville, who also writes under the pseudonym of uh, Benjamin Black, a uh, fantastic uh, writer. Um, but um so yeah um you know i know i got 
you guys over there and I hope you guys are uh, and gals guys and gals and uh, hope you all are doing uh, fantastic and that uh, you know um, that you uh, have a great rest of your day um, uh, whenever you're hearing this hope you're having a great day and I hope it gets even better and um, and yeah um, I will see you soon okay I will see you soon and uh and yeah all right <laughs>